coming up. Find out what happens when two holidays collide at the Haunted Mansion. That's next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 726, for the week of November 19th, 2017. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata willie Hello! And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. All right, so we have another one of Michael's uh, patented history segments about <laughs> the overlay for the Haunted Mansion. How old is that now, Michael? I'm sure you'll tell it us. Started, it started in 2001. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's been around a while. Mm-hmm. That's not that long. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, some of our listeners weren't, they weren't even born, born yet, right? <laughs> Uh, that's something to consider (laughs) yeah (laughs) now we we frequently talk about the magic of disneyland and the emotions it elicits when we visit but for many disneyland is at its most magical and beautiful when it is decorated for christmas and walt disney loved christmas His first two television shows were special Christmas shows before he launched his Disneyland television series in 1954. They were so popular, those two Christmas shows, over 90% of those who owned televisions tuned in for Walt Disney's Christmas television specials. And Lady and the Tramp's opening scene is set at Christmas. So it was only natural for Walt to want to celebrate Christmas at his brand new Disneyland in 1955. But the budget was tight that first year, so the decorations were sparse with a Christmas tree in the central plaza or the hub. Some wreaths and garlands were hung on the castle along with holiday-colored banners along the drawbridge. Garland and wreaths were hung on the Frontierland entrance. And an outdoor stage was rethemed with some decorations, and it became the Christmas Bowl, where local choirs sang Christmas carols for guests. Now, today, their decorations are much more elaborate, and Christmas is a big business at Disneyland. Um, the Christmas festivities at Disneyland um, were always unique from the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World due to the holiday overlays for the Country Bear Jamboree called the Country Bear Christmas Special and the It's a Small World Holiday. And due to the popularity of these seasonal overlays, Disneyland executives considered other attractions for potential holiday overlays. And their attention quickly turned to the Haunted Mansion in New Orleans Square. The Imagineers considered adapting Charles Dickens' beloved holiday classic, A Christmas Carol for the Haunted Mansion, because that story features several ghosts called spirits in the original tale. Whilst the story might have seemed like a good match with the ghostly residents, the setting of A Christmas Carol in Victoria, Victorian England was not a good match with New Orleans Square. 
And some also thought having Santa Claus associated with the Haunted Mansion may be disturbing to younger guests. So Steve Davidson, who is the creative director for Walt Disney Entertainment, he began to look for another idea. And that's when he thought of Tim Burton's 1993 film, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which could combine the spookiness of the Haunted Mansion with the Christmas holiday traditions. So to continue our story, we need to go back to 1982, (laughs) when Tim Burton was an animator at the Walt Disney Studio. And he wrote a poem that became the inspiration for the film, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And the poem was later made into a children's storybook um, with illustrations. And it goes like this. It was late one fall in Halloween land, and the air had quite a chill. Against the moon a skeleton sat, alone upon a hill. He was tall and thin with a bat bow tie. Jack Skellington was his name. He was tired and bored in Halloween land. I'm sick of the scaring, the terror, the fright. I'm tired of being something that goes bump in the night. I'm bored with the leering, my horrible glances, and my feet hurt from dancing those skeleton dances. I don't like graveyards, and I need something new. There must be more to life than just yelling, Boo! Then out from a grave with a curl and a twist came a whimpering, whining, spectral mist. It was a little dog with a faint little bark, and a jack-o'-lantern nose that glowed in the dark. It was Jack's dog Zero, the best friend he had, but Jack hardly noticed, which made Zero sad. All that night and through the next day, Jack wandered and walked. He was filled with dismay. Then deep in the forest, just before night, Jack came upon an amazing sight. Not twenty feet from the spot where he stood were three massive doors carved in wood. He stood before them completely in awe, his gaze transfixed by one special door. Entranced and excited, with a slight sense of worry, Jack opened the door to a white, windy flurry. Jack didn't know it, but he'd fallen down, in the middle of a place called Christmas Town. Immersed in the light, Jack was no longer haunted. He had finally found the feeling he wanted. And so that his friends wouldn't think him a liar, he took the present-filled stockings that hung by the fire. He took candies and toys that were stacked on the shelves, and a picture of Santa with all of his elves. He took lights and ornaments and the star from the tree, and from the Christmas Town sign he took the big letter C. He picked up everything that sparkled or glowed. He even picked up a handful of snow. He grabbed it all, and without being seen, he took it all back to Halloween. Back in Halloween, a group of Jack's peers stared in amazement at his Christmas souvenirs. For this wondrous vision, none were prepared. Most were excited, though a few were quite scared. For the next few days, while it lightning and thundered, Jack sat alone and obsessively wondered. Why is it they get to spread laughter and cheer, while we stalk the graveyard spreading panic and fear? Well, I could be Santa, and I could spread cheer. 
why does he get to do it year after year? Outraged by injustice, Jack thought and he thought. Then he got an idea. Yes, yes, why not? In Christmas Town, Santa was making some toys, when through the din he heard a soft noise. He answered the door, and to his surprise, he saw weird little creatures in strange disguise. They were altogether ugly and rather petite. As they opened their sacks, they yelled, Trick or treat! Then a confused Santa was shoved into a sack and taken to Halloween to see Mastermind Jack. In Halloween, everyone gathered once more, for they'd never seen a Santa before. And as they cautiously gazed at this strange old man, Jack related to Santa his masterful plan. My dear Mr. Claus, I think it's a crime that you've got to be Santa all of the time. But now I will give presents and I will spread cheer. We're changing places. I'm Santa this year. It is I who will say Merry Christmas to you, so you may lie in my coffin, creak doors, and yell boo. And please, Mr. Claus, don't think ill of my plan, for I'll do the best Santa job that I can. And though Jack and his friends thought they'd do a good job, their idea of Christmas was still quite macabre. They were packed up and ready on Christmas Eve day, when Jack hitched his reindeer to his sleek coffin sleigh. But on Christmas Eve, as they were about to begin, a Halloween fog slowly rolled in. Jack said, we can't leave, this fog's just too thick. There will be no Christmas, and I can't be Saint Nick. Then a small glowing light pierced through the fog. What could it be? It was Zero, Jack's dog. Jack said, Zero, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? And to be so needed was Zero's great dream, so he joyously flew to the head of the team. And as the skeletal sleigh started its ghostly flight, Jack cackled, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. "'Twas the nightmare before Christmas, and all through the house "'not a creature was peaceful, not even a mouse. "'The stockings all hung by the chimney with care, "'when open that morning would cause quite a scare. "'The children all nestled so snug in their beds "'would have nightmares of monsters and skeleton heads. "'The moon that hung over the new-fallen snow "'cast an eerie pall over the city below.' And Santa Claus's laughter now sounded like groans, and the jingling bells like chattering bones. And what to their wondering eyes should appear but a coffin sleigh with a skeleton deer? And a skeleton driver so ugly and sick, they knew in a moment this can't be St. Nick. From house to house with a true sense of joy, Jack happily issued each present and toy. From rooftop to rooftop he jumped and he skipped, leaving presents that seemed to be straight from a crypt. Unaware that the world was in panic and fear, Jack merrily spread his own brand of cheer. He visited the house of Susie and Dave. He got a gumby and pokey from the grave. Then on to the home of little Jane Neiman. She got a baby doll possessed by a demon. 
A monstrous train with tentacle tracks, a ghoulish puppet wielding an axe, a man-eating plant disguised as a wreath, and a vampire teddy bear with very sharp teeth. There were screams of terror, but Jack didn't hear it. He was much too involved with his own Christmas spirit. Jack finally looked down from his dark, starry frights and saw the commotion, the noise, and the light. Why, they're celebrating! It looks like such fun! They're thanking me for the good job that I've done! But what he thought were fireworks meant as goodwill were bullets and missiles intended to kill. Then amidst the barrage of artillery fire, Jack urged Zero to go higher and higher, and away they all flew like the storm of a thistle, until they were hit by a well-guided missile. And as they fell on the cemetery way out of sight, was heard, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Jack pulled himself up on a large stone cross, and from there he reviewed his incredible loss. I thought I could be Santa. I had such belief. Jack was confused and filled with great grief. Not knowing where to turn, he looked toward the sky. Then he slumped on the grave, and he started to cry. And as Zero and Jack lay crumpled on the ground, they suddenly heard a familiar sound. "'My dear Jack,' said Santa, "'I applaud your intent. "'I know wreaking such havoc was not what you meant. "'And you are so sad and feeling quite blue, "'but taking over Christmas was the wrong thing to do. "'I hope you realize Halloween's the right place for you. "'But there's a lot more, Jack, that I'd like to say, "'but now I must hurry, for it's almost Christmas Day.' Then he jumped in his sleigh, and with a wink of an eye, he said, Merry Christmas, and he bid them goodbye. Back home, Jack was sad, but then, like a dream, Santa brought Christmas to the land of Halloween. The end. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, that was now, so Tim, cool. I, I know you, before you go on, just thank you for reading that. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. I, know, I, th I don't think many of us have had a chance to hear the, what inspired yeah. the film. And then what inspired, of course, what we're talking about, the Haunted Mansion overlay. Yeah, that was that was really cool. I got lost in the story. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I think it's delightful. I really do. Very creative. So, And the book is, is very nicely illustrated, and you can still get it out there. Um, now, Tim Burton was reportedly inspired to write this poem after seeing a shop change Halloween decorations over to Christmas. And in 1993, Tim Burton transformed the poem into a stop-action film, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And although it was produced by Walt Disney Productions, it was released under the studio's touchstone label due to its ghoulish theme <laughs> and less-than-cuddly characters... And the film was a modest success in its initial theatrical release. However, the film's fan base grew with each passing year. So when the studio reissued the film, it was under the Walt Disney Pictures brand, and the characters from the film soon became part of the company's seasonal branding. So it was so popular that in 1996, Imagineer Chris Merritt submitted a proposal for a Nightmare Before Christmas-themed dark ride attraction in which guests would enter through the tree portal to Halloween Town, then board a coffin sleigh for a trip that would take them through the land of Halloween, into the professor's laboratory, and through Oogie Boogie's lair, 
exiting in, into a whirlwind trip through a snow-covered graveyard where Jack finally gets his girl before the sleighs return to the world of the living. And this attraction was proposed for Disney's Hollywood Studio, or Disney MGM Studio, and um, Disney California Adventure um, later on, but it did not receive approval. However, as has often been said, um, good ideas never truly go away at Walt Disney Imagineering. And so this is why Steve Davidson thought Nightmare Before Christmas would be a perfect match for the Haunted Mansion. Initially, Steve Davidson's creative team thought bringing the Nightmare Before Christmas to the Haunted Mansion would prove to be an incredibly easy task. <laughs> so, now after working on the project, they realized the simple task wasn't so simple after all. They wanted to create an overlay with Nightmare Before Christmas characters and references everywhere. And it seemed to be a crazy idea. So crazy that it was three years before the team received the approval to go ahead with the project. Now, Mary Jo and I heard Garner Holt, whose company Garner Holt Productions creates audio animatronic figures for theme parks around the world, including the Disney parks, uh, talk about how his company became part of the Haunted Mansion holiday team. So Mary Jo, if I leave anything out, just jump in. Um, Steve Davidson took the project idea for the Haunted Mansion overlay to Walt Disney Imagineering to get an estimate of the cost and time it would take to create the overlay. They were shocked by the cost estimate they received, and it was way out of their budget. So at this time, Garner Holt Productions had been involved with the construction of floats for Disney parades, but they'd never worked on a project for Walt Disney Imagineering. And it was suggested to Davidson that he talk to Garner Holt about the Haunted Mansion Holiday Project to see if Holt can handle a project of this size and what the cost would be. Well, Garner Holt's bid was less than half of the bid by Walt Disney Imagineering, so Holt got the project. Uh, when executives at Walt Disney Imagineering heard this, they were not pleased and told the Disneyland team that they could not do this project with a third-party vendor. And basically, the Disneyland executives told Imagineering that this is our mansion and we can do whatever we want with it. So, um, so Mary Jo, did you want to, was there anything you wanted to add? No. Garner Holt said? I, I think that's exactly the, ex he, you said exactly what they said is, is there was no way that, um, Disney Imagineering could, could even come near the quote that Garner Holt, um, came up with. So, um, there you go. Yeah. And that's where Bob Gurr went on his. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. Uh, uh, yes. He, he had about, quite, he had quite a bit to say about that. About what let, why uh, Imagineering's bid was so high about sort of the, um, the, the structure <laughs> of the hierarchy at Imagineering that led to, um, higher costs of doing projects. I think you know. he referred to it as unnecessary overhead or yes. he referred to it as, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he was basically saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now the haunted mansion holiday takes place shortly after the events of the film, the nightmare before Christmas, where Jack Skellington, who tried to create his very own twisted Christmas in a Halloween style overlay in the film, 
now discovers the haunted mansion, home to 999 happy haunts. So deciding to spread joy to the mansion's gloomy residents for the holidays, Jack and his creepy crew from Halloween Town bring hundreds of Jack's original evil Christmas presents and decorations to the mansion and deck the haunting grounds for a thrilling and chilling holiday for the grim grinning ghosts inhabiting the antebellum mansion. Now, whilst the Haunted Mansion already fit the spooky theme of Nightmare Before Christmas, it needed characters and some pumpkins before it would be suitable for the Pumpkin King. So Jack Skellington was added throughout the mansion, along with his ghost dog Zero. Um, monster teeth were placed on the Haunted Mansion attraction signs. Jack-o'-lanterns were installed throughout the exterior and interior of the mansion. Uh, even the singing busts in the graveyard were fitted with jack-o'-lantern heads. Sally, Oogie Boogie, and many more of the Nightmare Before Christmas characters can also be seen throughout the Haunted Mansion. Also part of the Haunted uh, Holiday Overlay... Several classic elements of the Haunted Mansion have received an update. Madame Leota can be heard reciting the 13 Days of Christmas. From 2001 through 2003, the hitchhiking ghosts near the end of the attraction were replaced by those mischievous trick-or-treaters, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. But in 2003, this scene was updated to portray Oogie Boogie with a roulette wheel and Christmas gifts. Guests would then be able to see the items they were given through the mirrors, similar to the hitchhiking ghost effects. And at the end of the attraction, little Leota was replaced by little Sally, who watches as Jack Skellington flies away in his sleigh. Another notable change to the classic Haunted Mansion attraction can be found in a ballroom scene. Rather than a birthday party, the ghosts are now hosting a Christmas party. And the highlight of the party decorations is always the giant gingerbread house. And each year, at and this started at the request of Tim Burton, the Disney bakers create a new and unique gingerbread creation for the attraction. And they they are real gingerbread houses designed by the talented culinary team of the Disneyland Resort. And the aroma of fresh gingerbread can be enjoyed by guests as they pass by the ballroom. And let's take a rundown of what the gingerbread houses have been over the years. And and if you have any uh, memories of these houses or if one of these, you know, you are really fond of, you know, feel free to jump in. So in 2001, the first one was the Haunted Mansion with arms counterbalancing each other. 2002, it was a giant sack of presents in the shape of a mansion. 2003 was Oogie Boogie on a gingerbread roulette wheel. 2004 it was the Zero Haunted Mansion Doghouse. 2005 was the mansion with the man-eating wreath with tentacles with forks going after gingerbread men. That was actually one of my favorites. Um, 2006 it was possessed gingerbread houses with giant arms breaking apart the mansion from inside and lifting off the roof of the mansion. In 2007, it was giant jack-in-the-box mansion with a jester jack and jack-o'-lanterns bouncing on springs. 2008, the mansion was in the shape of a coffin with a lid that lifts and a giant gingerbread man that sat up in the coffin. In 2009, it was the scary go-round. This is a carousel with gingerbread bone deer as um, the vehicles and, and zero as one of the vehicles. 
In 2010, a haunted mansion gravestone with a giant gingerbread jack popping up from behind and the five sinking pumpkins in front. 2011, it was the haunted mansion. It opens with monster teeth. 2012 was Jack's mansion from Halloween Town. 2013, it was a gingerbread advent calendar featuring 13 doors. In 2014, it was a house inspired by the medieval Iron Maiden torture device with a gingerbread man inside. <laughs> that was that really cool. Yes. Yeah. 2015 was a house of cards built by spiders and gingerbread construction workers. 2016 was a house appearing to be sewn together with the arm of a ghost sticking out of it and sewing itself inside. And 2017, Oogie Boogie um, is um, with a mausoleum infested with spiders. So, so did you have any um, particular favorites out of this list? I liked when it was the like the coffin that opened up with the poor little uh, no the um, Iron Maiden is that what it's called with the yes. gingerbread? I liked mm-hmm. when it had that poor little gingerbread. Yeah. But this one is cool this year because those bugs are like all over the ballroom, and I even saw one in the attic. So I don't know how many of them escaped to the attic from the, from the gingerbread house. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. So. Now, besides adding Nightmare Before Christmas characters and other modifications to the mansion, the attraction also needed a new soundtrack for the holiday overlay. Now, the Haunted Mansion Holiday's original 2001 score was composed by Gordon Goodwin, and he had scored many films, including National Treasure, Remember the Titans, The Incredibles, and Race to Witch Mountain, and many, many more. And the score combined holiday tunes with unique musical themes that were reminiscent of Tim Burton's film and Buddy Baker's score for The Haunted Mansion. And guests were really divided on this soundtrack, and enough expressed their disappointment over the fact that the overlay didn't use uh, the soundtrack from the film that the music was replaced in 2002 with an adapted score by John Debney, and it was based on themes from the film's soundtrack composed by Danny Elfman. And, and, and it's funny because then when they replaced it, I heard people complaining that they got rid of the 2001 score. So it just goes to show oh. you can't please everybody. Now, since 2003, Goodwin's original music had been, has been used in the stretching rooms and the exit crypt. Um, where Goodwin's attic music is used, and um, whilst Elfman's score is used in the remaining areas of the mansion. So these are, this is some of the music that we hear throughout the mansion. We hear up on the housetop, scary bells, over the graveyards, old mansion tree, wreck the halls, we wish you a scary Christmas, the 13 days of Christmas, God rest you merry grinning ghosts, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas Medley, and that includes a Making Christmas What's This Kidnap the Sandy Claus, and then there's a, what they call the Disneyland Haunted Mansion Holiday Ride-Through Mix, and you can hear that in the foyer, the elevator, the elevator exit, the um, portrait gallery, the loading zone, corridor of doors, the seance room, the grand hall, the attic, the graveyard finale, and then the uh, the mirror gallery where the hitchhiking ghosts are. So with the new music for the attraction also came the need for new dialogue. 
And one issue that had to be dealt with was that many of the key performers in the original attraction, Paul Fries, um, Leota Toombs, Eleanor Audley, most of the singing busts and almost all of the original voice actors passed away. So Paul Fries was replaced in his role as the ghost host by Corey Burton, who had done voiceover work with Disney before. Um, Captain, he's voiced, um, Captain Hook, um, quite a bit in some of the cartoons. Um, Leota, um, Leota Toombs' daughter, Kim Irvine, resembled her mother and was chosen to perform in her place as Madame Leota. Susan um, Blakesley uh, impersonated Eleanor Audley, and she provides the voice of Madame Leota. Uh, the singing busts were topped with jack-o'-lanterns and given computer-animated singing projections. And new voice actors were picked for the Graveyard Ghosts that sound similar to the originals. And the dialogue for several Nightmare Before Christmas characters was provided by the film's original voice actors, including Chris Sarandon as Jack Skellington and Ken Page as Oogie Boogie. So Disneyland officially unwrapped the Haunted Mansion holiday on October 3rd, 2001 as a special ticketed event. And guests could choose from two packages. There was a low price ticket that got you into the live show and a ride through only. Then there was a higher price ticket that was $200 that got you the live show dinner in the Blue Bayou with Disney artist um, Elizabeth um, Gomes and Eric um, Robinson. They had created some of the special merchandise that was available at the special event, plus a ride through that was just a little different from the one enjoyed by the lower price ticket holders earlier in the evening. Um, appearing in a live show were some of the talent that created the original film, including the film's director, Henry Selleck, but conspicuously not present were Tim Burton and Danny Elfman, who had been scheduled to appear, but bowed out at the last minute without explanation to the guests. And this didn't sit well with those who had expected the price of the event to include appearances by these two. So Cynthia Harris, who's the senior vice president of park operations, was booed by the audience when she announced their absence. Although the boos turned out to be laughter as after a while. Um, Burton and Elfman, though, did have brief video interviews prepared. So their decision to not appear couldn't have been too unexpected by Disney executives. So. Eight years after The Nightmare Before Christmas debuted, Jack Skellington and his friends welcomed the general public to Disneyland's Haunted Mansion on October 5th, 2001. And Disneyland's uh, um, material at the time described this as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas teams up with Disneyland Park's Haunted Mansion on October 5th to kick off a fantastically fun holiday event and a whole new reason to make the resort your holiday haunt this season. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas star Jack Skellington brings his visions of the holidays to the world-famous Haunted Mansion, transforming the attraction into a festival of the wild and wacky, the kooky and the creepy, complete with its own unique soundtrack. The Haunted Mansion holiday features Jack's new take on the old favorites. From new decor on the mansion's exterior and the transformation of the famous ballroom scene into the ultimate Christmas ball, to the finale scene through the mansion's graveyard, now covered in ghostly white snow, where playful ghosts are making their own unique Christmas trees. 
See for yourself what happens when two holidays collide, but be warned, the results are somewhat ho-ho-horrific. <laughs> um, so let's take a look at how Jack Skellington and his creepy crew have decorated the haunted mansion for the holiday. So from the moment you approach the mansion, you can see that this is not a cheap overlay with minimal decorations. The two brick columns and the wrought iron archway you walk under when first entering the grounds now have a life-size grinning Jack Skellington dressed in his Santa uh, or Santa Claus suit sitting atop um, a jack-o'-lanterns greeting guests as he contemplates a spinning snowflake he is holding in his left hand. The arch is covered with garland and a large stylized bat, like the one Jack uses for a bow tie, rests above a sign that reads Haunted Mansion Holiday. The right column has a small pumpkin man, which is a snowman made from three pumpkins stacked atop each other instead of the traditional three balls of snow. And perched on the top of a lantern surrounded by candles and evergreens. The standard Haunted Mansion plaques on both columns have been replaced with Haunted Mansion plaques set in the open mouth of a wreath with eyes and fangs. The mansion gardens are filled with jack-o'-lanterns, and a jack-o'-lantern scarecrow is guarding a pumpkin patch. Jack-o'-lanterns have also been added to the cemetery on the hill behind the mansion. The hearse to the right of the walkway near the entrance of the mansion is decorated with garland and jack-o'-lanterns wearing Santa hats, and they're also within and on top of the hearse. A music box track from Disneyland Paris's Phantom Manor can be heard in the gardens and the outdoor queue. The once stately and grand Antebella Mansion is now ablaze with hundreds of candles and grinning, glowing jack-o'-lanterns, and Halloween-style Christmas decorations are on all railings, gables, and rooftops, and all the mansion windows are festooned with garland. On the roof sits Jack Slay, a converted coffin laden with gifts and a long scrolling list that is spilled out and rolled down the side of the mansion, outlining the Christmas equation Jack pondered in the film. And above the center porch is a large blacklit or backlit countdown clock with the months of the year in place of hours, and below that a sign counting down the days to Christmas. Now, as we walk through the front door and enter the foyer, we see a few decorative changes. The walls near the ceiling are draped with evergreen garland and skulls and crossbones. The narration by our ghost host is new and tells the story of the Haunted Mansion holiday and Jack Skellington's plans to create his unique Christmas time. The narration was recorded by Corey Burton, who was committed to honoring the original ghost host, Paul Fries, who passed away in 1986. "'Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen only in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told began with the holiday worlds of old. I know you're curious to see what's inside. It's what happens when two holidays collide.'" Upon entering the gallery, we immediately notice that the four stretching portraits from the original Haunted Mansion have been replaced by beautiful stained-glass holiday scenes with captions below them. What we see at the Haunted Mansion holiday stained-glass window, which is a view of the mansion with the caption, "'Twas the Nightmare Before Christmas." There's a scene of a tree with presents with the caption, "'Not a creature was peaceful.'" A scene of a fireplace with stockings with the caption, The stockings were hung by the chimney with care. 
and the scene of a boy and girl snuggled in bed with toys behind them, and the caption, The children were resting all snug in their beds, and, and look for the hidden Mickeys within the wreath frames. After the maid or butler commands guests to drag thy wretched corpses to the dead center of the chamber, there is a sound of shattering glass, and all the lights go out, and black lights flash on. The stained glass images break horizontally across the middle with a crash, revealing luminescent portraits of Halloween Town's favorite residents making Christmas. As the room stretches, so do the portraits, revealing Zero pulling Jack sleigh, a man-eating wreath, scary toys, Jack in his Santa Claus suit with ghosts rising up behind him, and a long-coiled carnivorous snake. The ghost host continues, It's time for our holiday tale to begin. There's no turning back now. Please come all the way in. Our holiday t is a tale that's quite charming, but during this season, it's sometimes alarming. So relax and reflect. Feel free to take pause while we tell you the tale about dear Sandy Claus. So our ghost host begins reciting a slightly twisted version of the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem as eerie music plays. Disembodied voices sing gently in the background. Twas the nightmare before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was peaceful, not even a mouse. The stockings all hung by the chimney with care when opened that morning would cause such a scare. The children nestled all snug in their beds would have nightmares of monsters and skeleton heads. Originally, when a narration reached the end, projected skulls rose up along the wall, and with screams, laughter, and a loud crash of thunder, the ceiling disappears, revealing a huge grinning jack face wearing a Santa hat, his eyes, nose, and mouth backlit and flashing in opposition to the front lighting showing the face itself. The ceiling is now a stained-glass window resembling a wreath as the ghost host continues to tell the story, and the ceiling slowly starts to shift to orange and purple, as well as a spider seen crawling across it. The ceiling then cracks into a jack-o'-lantern face before breaking entirely, with Jack and Zero looking down on guests as Jack yells, Happy Holidays, everyone, before maniacally laughing and vanishing into the darkness, leaving only the rafters and the ghost host corpse visible. A woman screams, everything goes pitch black. As the lights return to normal, the chamber doors open, leading guests into the portrait hallway. The changing portraits here have also been replaced with ones depicting Jack Skellington, Sally, the Haunted Mansion, a snowman, and Santa Claus in his sleigh. And the portraits transform, and an airborne Santa and reindeer become Jack and his skeleton deer. Jack in his Santa suit holding a gift while standing in a winter scene becomes Jack in his black suit holding a pumpkin in an autumn scene. A snowman in winter becomes a pumpkin man in autumn. The mansion in moonlight in autumn becomes the decorated mansion in moonlight in winter. And smiling Sally holding a tiny Christmas tree becomes a frowning Sally holding the bird remains of the tree. And Zero flies back and forth within the scenes from portrait to portrait, and between the paintings hang dead wreaths with skulls and crossbones on them. Hey, Michael, the choir, real quick, yes. did, um, did your research mention which year that actually started? Because Zero didn't used to fly between the paintings. And right. then he does now, though. Yeah, and that's been what, maybe three years? 
Yeah. I think it's been about three years. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now the choir returns to sing Kidnap the Sandy Claus, and a glance out the windows, and you'll see the three musicians from the film standing outside in a snowstorm. And our ghost host speaks up and prompts us to move along. Now hurry along, as they say, look alive. This is one holiday you will want to survive. Jack Skellington came here from Halloween Town. You'll notice his handiwork scattered around. This year's he's decided to play Sandy Claus. But when Halloween creates Christmas, you might see a few flaws. Now, continuing down the corridor, we see the staring busts have spider webs in front of them, twinkling with the words Noel and Ho Ho Ho. A skull and crossbones wreath hangs between the busts. Below the wreath is an old hand-painted sign that reads Free Sleigh Rides and points to the loading area. Now, the loading area is decorated with a huge animated Christmas card with many of the characters from the film celebrating the season in their Halloween Town way. The card is filled with kinetic details. Notice the card's greeting, Merry Christmas, changes to Scary Christmas. And our ghost host continues, Now a dark carriage will take you away. Sit back, rest in peace, in your black Christmas sleigh. Your sleigh will accommodate one or two or more. We hope you're prepared for what Jack has in store. When you are seated in your doom buggy or black Christmas sleigh and are heading into the mansion, our ghost host gives us some gentle and familiar reminders. Don't pull down the bar. It will float down with ease. And remember, no flash photography, please. So then our black Christmas sleigh ascends the staircase. At the top, there are piles of presents with the scary teddies sitting on them, fishing for humans. And this vampire scary teddy is the mascot for the ride, just as the raven is for the standard haunted mansion. And we'll see scary teddy throughout the haunted mansion holiday. In the endless hallway, we see a barking zero floating in place of the candelabrum. And between zero and our black Christmas sleigh floats a large bone wrapped in a black ribbon and bearing a large gift tag with zero written on it. There is a pile of bones on the steps at the foot of the corridor, and above the door is a wreath also made of bones. The moving suit of armor wears a pumpkin mask and has garland wrapped around it. Presents sit in the chair, and poinsettias have been placed next to the chair. Now our ghost host continues, Yes, down through the chimney Jack flew like a bat, clutched his magical Sandy Claus sack. He ripped open the sack and in moments, it seems, created a Christmas you have in bad dreams. More rapid than vultures, the mansion was changed. All was soon covered, adorned, and deranged. And what to your wondering eyes disappears? It's Jack's little friend Zero, the ghost dog reindeer. We pass down the hall and under a large evergreen vine with red chomping flowers with audio-animatronic faces and gaping maws in the center of the blooms. In the first year, their eyes moved and their mouths sang la-la-las to the tune of Deck the Halls. Now the evil flora sing to the tune of Kidnap the Sandy Claws. The vines continue down the length of the corridor of doors with the same flowers all singing loudly. The conservatory coffin remains with its trapped inhabitants still trying to escape, only now the casket has been wrapped twice with a large ribbon and is topped with a coffin-shaped tag that reads, Do not open till Christmas. Sitting on the coffin in place of the raven is the scary teddy, hammering nails back in the coffin. 
The garland vines draped down the hallway, eventually ending in a giant wreath with yellow eyes and dagger-like teeth that grabs the chandeliers above us with long clawed vine arms. Its small, menacing flowers continue to chomp and sing threateningly as we pass beneath. The ghost host is still with us and continues our tour. Nothing here was forgotten. It all looks so pleasant. A coffin, Jack says, makes a fine Christmas present. A man-eating plant makes a wonderful wreath, as long as you don't get caught in its teeth. Jack's holiday vision was unlike no other. So ring out the bells. There's more cheer to uncover. As you then pass the grandfather clock tolling the hour of 13, there are some added evergreen garlands and holiday ribbons wrapped around it with a gift tag to Leota, and several wrapped gifts are placed next to the clock. So as we glide into the seance room, we see Madame Leota floating in her crystal ball with several glowing bottles surrounding her. She is chanting the 13 days of Christmas, whilst the scary Teddy sits on the top of the chair behind Leota's table, ringing two tiny bells with the seance. A bewitched nutcracker with eyes glowing green moves its mouth in unison with Leota. The floating instruments have been, placed, have been replaced with huge tarot cards depicting Leota's 13 Christmas gifts, which are the subject of her chant, and a creepy arrangement of Carol of the Bells plays in the background. On the thirteenth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me thirteen rings of power, embracing strength that never ends, twelve signs of the zodiac that rule the future and transcend, eleven candles floating their scent of mystery in the air, ten telling tea leaves that swirled with secrets yet to share. On the ninth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me nine magic crystals that sparkled with a force that is pure, eight balls of knowledge that answer with a truth that is sure, seven pearls of wisdom to keep my love bewitched to me, six mystic mirrors reflecting futures yet to be. On the fifth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me five lucky charms to understand the right from wrong, four wheels of fortune to spin their rich and golden song, three lifelines extending help to those in need, two passion potions that love and romance may succeed. On the first day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me a star, a brilliant star from my fortune card tree. As we leave Madame Leota's seance circle, our ghost host returns with some treats and some games. You can make a scene merry. Why, even a gingerbread house could seem scary. All at once, happy haunts did materialize like a might nightmarish painting by Courier and Ives. As we move through the mansion into the ballroom, we notice that the ghosts here are the same, but the decorations have changed. The mantelpiece above the fireplace has Christmas lights, garland, and glowing jack-o'-lanterns on it. The ghosts who float in through the open doorway by the hearse at the back are now carrying presents, and the hearse is filled with pumpkins and gifts. Strings of lights and garland are all draped all along the banister at the rear of the ballroom. The banquet table is set for a Christmas party, and a huge gingerbread house sits in the center. An immense dead Christmas tree with one live branch at the top is covered with glowing jack-o'-lanterns, candles, ornaments, and spiders with lights. That has been placed in the middle of the dance floor, but the ghosts waltz right through it. 
Zero floats above the scene near the tree. The curtains at the top of the staircase in the back of the hall have opened, revealing the mansion's library, complete with a floating tree made of books. The same ghostly organist continues to entertain, but the organ is decorated with two jack-o'-lanterns. We now go up to the attic and see it has been cleared of most of the old familiar junk and is now filled with creepy toys and presents. Throughout the attic, some of the evil toys come to life as the guests pass by, including three jack-in-the-boxes, one featuring a stylized skull, another a black cat's head, and another a jack-o'-lantern. A bullet hole ridden duck, a symbol crashing oogie boogie doll, a monstrous train on tentacle like tracks, and the infamously elusive monkey bride. <laughs> Mary Jo, do you want to tell our listeners what the monkey bride is? The monkey bride is okay, so <clears throat> back when they first started with the Haunted Mansion, they had a clapper monkey up in the attic. <clears throat> and the clapper monkey during the time of Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Sometimes ends up in the graveyard with the other pets and animals that they had. And what appears in the attic is the monkey bride, which is a small clapper monkey with a glowing red beating heart. And each year they hide it someplace in the haunted mansion, excuse me, someplace in the attic. Typically it's on the left-hand side. I've seen it on the right-hand side one time. And um, this year I think they, they want to let more people in on the secret because before when we would ride in the attic, we had, we would sometimes have to crane our necks to look behind us. And now it's sitting at eye level against the back wall. And right if you know, you in. yeah, right as you come in, uh, I think Nancy said something like she would, yeah. <laughs> if it can slap you in the face, it would. So if you know about it, then, um, then you'll, you'll find it. But I think, so Michael, you and I wrote the, road um together and i pointed it out to you mm -hmm. if i had not pointed it out to you would you have noticed it do you think i think i think i would have this time okay mm -hmm. probably because you knew you knew about it you knew to look for it and you're very discerning so but uh <laughs> I, I i it's a it's a it's one of those fun um in-house jokes that they that disney amuses themselves and and the rest of us with those in the know so be sure to look for it when you go when you go on the on the attraction and then next year you have to figure out where where she's at it's like um my own personal little nerdy tradition is i i try to go the first day so i can find that monkey bride <laughs> now the ghost host explains a bag full of toys jack had slung on his back they were strange and bizarre and on the attack a bag full of toys Jack had slung on his back, and they were strange and bizarre and on the attack. See, I like that so much I had to read it twice. Um, running the length of the attic and behind the stacks of presents is a long giant snake from the film. Its body is bulging with swallowed gifts, and it eventually rises to form an arch under which we pass on our way to the graveyard. In his mouth, the snake is holding a long winding list of names, which includes the names of those who worked on designing and creating the Haunted Mansion holiday. Now, since 2015, as we leave the attic 
and head out onto the balcony. The hatbox ghost has adorned his top hat with a decorative Christmas skull pin and put a Santa Claus hat on top of his nearby stack of hat boxes. Um, look through the strings of lights placed in the dead trees below, and you'll see a giant snow hill that rises to a curled top filled with glowing jack-o'-lanterns. There are candles blinking in time to music, combining grim-grinning ghosts, jingle bells, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and jolly old St. Nicholas that plays throughout the graveyard scene. Um, snowflakes are seen falling instead of ghosts rising, and our ghost host returns to describe this scene. Sandy Claus worked his magic both outside and in, but one final touch made his bony face grin. Now what better gift to my friends to bestow than a graveyard that's covered in ghostly white snow? Our black Christmas sleigh spins on to descend backwards down the stairs into the graveyard, and we see scary Teddy chewing on Christmas lights attempting to blow a fuse. We travel down through the dead trees, decorated with candy canes and small hanging skeletons, and wind past a large audio-animatronic Jack Skellington in his Sandy Claus suit, standing next to a barking Zero. Um, thereby, the entry gate of the graveyard where the wide-eyed caretaker and his frightened dog would normally be. Santa Jack is an an audio animatronic moving and waving, wishing you a Merry Christmas and asking if you have been good this year. As he did in the film, Chris Sarandon provided the voice of Jack for this attraction. The first crypt inside the gates is wrapped in a large ribbon. Um, snow covers everything, um, in the whole graveyard and the graves and mausoleums are decorated with bright bows and ribbons the graveyard ghosts appear to be pretty much the same but some sport a little holiday flair the five singing busts which have been replaced by five singing jack-o'-lanterns that sit at the base of the giant snow pile over the updated holiday version of grim grinning ghosts they sing a familiar tune and counter melody we wish you a scary Christmas, we wish you a scary Christmas, we wish you a scary Christmas, and a haunted New Year, boo. <laughs> we then pass underneath two huge snow angels with jack-o'-lantern heads that stand on either side of the pathway, and the rest of the graveyard's residents join in singing the updated tune. And it goes, fa-la-la-la-la, fa-la-la-la, what's this, what's this, what's this? Jolly dear old Sandy Claus, while the graveyard sleeps, down the chimney dark and damp, with your sack you'll creep, haunted haunts materialize for a swinging wake, glowing pumpkins harmonize, joyful screams you'll make, fa-la-la-la-la, fa-la-la-la-la, what's this, what's this, what's this, garlands made of iron chains, candles glowing white, spiders make cool ornaments for our tree of light, creepy creeps look awful nice, tied up in a bow, now our graveyard's pure and white in the ghostly snow. Grinning, grim, grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Anyway. Now, before entering the crypt, look up to see the scary Teddy one last time playing a trumpet with another pumpkin-headed snow angel above. 
As we enter the crypt, we immediately notice the hitchhiking ghosts are gone. Originally, Lock, Shock, and Barrel were here peering through the bars of a round cage set behind a pile of scary toys beneath a banner that read, We wish you a scary Christmas. The borders of the display are covered with snowflakes made from spider webs. And then explained the ghost host as Jack sprang in his sleigh, three hitchhikers he spied. They said, Sandy Claus, may we please have a ride? But Jack waved goodbye, for he just could not stay. He had much to deliver before Christmas Day. Since 2003, an audio-animatronic Oogie Boogie has inhabited the crypt, standing next to a roulette-type wheel with pictures of some strange gifts on it. The pictures include things like candy cane striped snakes, candy cane dynamite, a question mark, and some monster toys. When we arrive, Oogie says, Welcome to Oogie's Holiday Tricks and Treats. Round and round she goes. What's your gift? Oogie knows. <laughs> Are you getting a trick or a treat? Isn't this fun? Oh, ho, ho. I can't wait to see what you get. It's gift-giving time. You get what you get. Ah, ha, ha. Have I got a present for you. It's all good here. Sugar and spice. Naughty and nice. Have you been naughty or nice, huh? Well, looky who we got here. I have a special holiday something just for you. Hang on to your holiday hats. Oogie Claus is coming at you. Next, our black Christmas sleigh passed by some gilded mirrors, and the frames of the mirrors have been wrapped in wreaths and ribbons, and each has the caption, A Ghostly Gift for You. At the top, the hitchhiking ghosts have been replaced with a skull, a jack-o'-lantern, and a cat. And some of the same creepy presents that were on Oogie Boogie's holiday roulette wheel, um, if the present is a coffin imprinted with a question mark, lock, shock, and barrel will pop out from behind each of the three mirrors. Yep. Um, the ghost host sends us on our way with these words. May Jack's ghostly presence now follow you home and stay in your hearts where'er you may roam. For now you know what happens when holidays meet. You might get a trick or a holiday treat. Now the crypt beside the unloading area is decorated with a few pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns sitting in some of the little niches. Little Yoda has been replaced by a tiny Sally who sits atop a gift box staring up at a full moon, asking us to hurry back, hurry back. Be sure to bring your Sandy Claus sack. I'll be waiting to open my Christmas present. Hurry back, hurry back. Oogie adds his two cents in as well, and he has three different spiels. Um, he might say, hurry back, hurry back, ha ha ha, be sure to bring your gift certificate, ha ha ha, season's greetings, everyone. Or he might say, don't let the tombstone hit you on the way out, I've got plenty more tricks and treats in store for your next visit. Or he'll say mockingly, hurry back, hurry back, hurry back, ha 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 ha. On the gift box is a small tag that reads, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good fright. And every few minutes, a silhouette of Sandy Claus in his sleigh crosses the backlit moon. Now, when Oogie Boogie was added to the Haunted Mansion in 2003, a special hide-and-seek game was developed for guests that would help them spot the new characters he appeared in various forms throughout the attraction. 
So cast members handed a flyer to guests waiting in line to visit the holiday-themed mansion, and it read, Well, 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 what have we here? Look like it's Oogie's time to get in on the action at the Haunted Mansion holiday. Haven't you heard? Oogie Claus is coming to town. Say, let's play a game of hide-and-seek. Are you ready? There's Oogie surprises in ten different places, and they're hidden all around this dusty old mansion. Might be inside, might be outside. Think you can spot him? The flyer also contained ten clues to help curious mortals find the surprises. So inside and outside the mansion were ten different representations of Oogie's characters, including a hedge cut to look like Oogie in the queue, an Oogie Boogie stretching portrait, an Oogie changing portrait in which the snowman turns into an outline of Oogie Boogie with bugs crawling through him, a pile of bones arranged to spell out Oogie, a singing flowers with an Oogie head, a spinning card picturing Oogie behind Madame Leota, a giant gingerbread Oogie in the middle of the ballroom table, an Oogie in the corridor of doors on the man-eating wreath, a box of bugs in the attic, which also contained a little Oogie Boogie clapping symbols like a toy monkey, and a pumpkin carved with Oogie's face in the graveyard. Now, the Nightmare Before Christmas film was also very popular in Japan, so the Oriental Land Company executives approached Walt Disney Imagineering to ask about creating the Haunted Mansion holiday for their Haunted Mansion at Tokyo Disneyland, which is based on the Haunted, uh, on the Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. According to Garner Holt, the Oriental Land Company told Wed that they knew how much it had cost to create the Haunted Mansion holiday for the original Disneyland. So Wed had no choice but to contact Garner Holt Productions. With four times the budget and a larger mansion to decorate, the Haunted Mansion Holiday Nightmare at Tokyo Disneyland debuted in 2004 and is very similar to ours, but with more details, more audio animatronic figures and additional scenes because their mansion has more chambers. And I had the opportunity to ride this attraction several times during my recent trip to Tokyo Disneyland with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited travel. And it was amazing to see what could be done with the haunted mansion in the style of the Magic Kingdom. So Walt Disney World. It's very similar, but with some significant differences that make this experience unique. For example, well, the narration throughout is in Japanese rather than English. Um, at Tokyo Disneyland, the mansion does not have a countdown clock on the facade, nor a Christmas equation hanging from the roof because of the design and height differences between the mansions. Instead, the roofline has jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkin snowmen. Um, Jack's sleigh is on the rooftop. Music from the film and the attraction can be heard in the queue. In the foyer, a painting of Jack transforming from the Pumpkin King to his Sandy Claus guys uh, replaces the aging man um, changing portrait. In the stretching room, um, there's, well, there's no um, walkthrough portrait. As after the stretching room, there's no walkthrough portrait hall is in Anaheim. So immediately after the stretching room, um, guests enter the loading area, which is um, decorated with orange Christmas lights and jack-o'-lanterns. And after boarding their black Christmas sleighs, the guests underneath the stairway um, landing from where there's an audio animatronic Jack, Sally, and Scary Teddy that greet guests. Um, the, the stretching room um, has the original Jack face that we had in our haunted mansion. Um, 
guests ride through a portrait corridor which features portraits of the film's characters in various poses and watching as guests go by. In a library, orange Christmas lights wrap around staring busts and zero wraps of floating tree made out of books with tinsel garland. In the music room, there is a life-size audio-animatronic Sally. She seems a bit wistful as she sits in a chair um, uh, uh, next to um, Scary Teddy, who's playing a tune on the ghostly piano. Um, our sleigh then moves up the stairs. It passes terrified green cockroaches in cages with gift tags that read for Oogie. And at the top of the stairs, Oogie Boogie's shadow appears and turns into a Christmas tree shape in the full moon above. And the original backlit rubber spiders are still there. Um, in the seance room, the raven remains in his usual place on the back of the chair. And Madame Leota, whose crystal ball does not float, is surrounded by candles, and Lock, Shock, and Barrel stare through the window behind Madame Leota. And in the ballroom scene, um, replacing the library books piled up like a Christmas tree, Jack and Sally's shadows are seen exchanging Christmas presents under the mistletoe behind that curtain. Um, they don't have the tradition there of constructing a new gingerbread house every year, so they have the same giant Nightmare Before Christmas-themed cake as a prop in the middle of the table each season. In the attic, there is no hatbox ghost monkey bride, um, nor do they have a list of designers who worked on the overlay. In the final crypt scene, um, Lock, Shock, and Barrel are seen giggling from inside some presents and hitching a ride with the guests in the Hall of Mirrors. Um, little Sally says goodbye as she gazes up adoringly at Santa, Sandy Claus flying across the moon in his zero-pulled sleigh. And then we disembark in a wreath-adorned mausoleum. And that, boys and girls, mm -hmm. is the history of the Haunted Mansion overlay, or holiday overlay. So um, now, the Haunted Mansion overlay at Disneyland takes over for three months of the year. So do you all enjoy the overlay, or do you prefer the classic Haunted Mansion, or both, or what? I like both. I like I like mm -hmm. classic. I love classic during the the regular season, and I love what they do to transform the haunted mansion during um, the holidays, holidays, beginning in Halloween. It's it's just it's like writing a whole different attraction to tell you the truth. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I like both. I sort of part of me wishes that Halloween they had the original haunted mansion, but that doesn't make sense i mean it wouldn't make economic sense yeah for them to only have it then mm -hmm. for a few weeks as i was saying in the chat room i was kind of sad that you know you can see because of the popularity they started doing it earlier in the season last mm -hmm. you know last time or i should say the first time they opened it it was only open for 13 weeks so they opened one present a week in the in the loading room remember that and, oh right i remember and, that and yeah. then it was i think one year out of all these years that they've done something akin to it or they've changed it a little bit but that was like i don't know about halfway through um they, all the years it's been open yeah and they're and they've done okay so there's so many things on this attraction that they don't even really advertise the gingerbread yeah. house we know about 
Kelly was telling me she was laughing um, when we went on this last time because she says that as you go up the stairs and Teddy's holding yeah. that fishing that fishing pole, fishing pole, he's at the end of the fishing pole. This year is a spider holding hanging a from it, holding a present. Yep. And Kelly has told me that over the years that spider was inside the present, and each year they've been showing him climbing out, you know, first it was one leg coming out, then two, until he came out of the present. He was on top of it last year, and this year he's holding it. And I think that these these details are ingenious, but yep. you don't see reference to them anywhere. And if yeah. you're outside the if you're outside the mansion and over like let's say where I think uh, where they, the the food vending or where the rafts are, if you look up at the cupola up there, you see a ghost floating around up there and but there's no talk about it. It's just another yeah. cool detail that you notice just by looking and paying attention. Well, isn't it? Isn't it zero up there? Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. That's because it's orange. So yeah, yeah it's zero. I I didn't want to. But assume. the rest of the year, no, it's, I, the rest of the year, it's a normal ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember I, when in the in the queue they had like weird um, Christmas carols? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they had them throughout the yeah. queue. You could read them. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And they were the Christmas carols from the attraction. And they, well, and but they, they had the audio too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And this year, fun. there's the commemorative tombstones. Right. You, there are, you know, there are commemorative tombstones. Tough. It used to only be like um, just pumpkin, glowing pumpkin heads on the in the thing. And now there's all kinds of tombstones. Up on the hill, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, on the hill. Right. Behind the yep. mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I, I just I just love, and then Michael and I found by pure accident that hidden Mickey in the snow. Yeah, on one of the uh, mausoleums, yeah. there's a little hidden Mickey, and there's a number of hidden Mickeys in the. Well, graveyard. and now there's the the ghost reindeer go around the rain go around the graveyard, and Zeros join them. That you know, Zero wasn't always in that section of the graveyard. Um, he's always been with Jack. He's always been with Jack, but I think he doesn't even make an appearance in the first set of reindeer. Now I have to look and see. I don't remember that. Um, and, and how many times the stretching room has changed over the years? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like Michael said, we used to have a solid Jack head and that, gave way to the video screen and then the video screen was just like Jack talking in the video screen and then it became Jack putting his face down into the video screen and then Zero joined him Yeah, another year. So that's uh, that's morphed so much over the years. Also I think that the uh, the as the windows open mm-hmm. I I I remember seeing the the children sleeping with the whatever it was floating above their heads. I I seem to rem- I remember that. And this year, I was like, wait, what? they changed some of those scenes that mm-hmm. they had. And then another cool thing, after Oogie Boogie gives you the prizes um, from his roulette wheel that Michael was talking about, there's you get if you get the surprise. Um, Surprise present, um, something pops up at each window. So instead of, instead of, pardon me? Michael talked about that. Okay. Yeah. I I just think that's such a cool, um, yeah. And that fell asleep. I'm sorry. That hasn't been, (laughs) 
No, no, he's not waiting. You know, um, Michael knows she doesn't listen. It's fine. <laughs> no, but it wasn't. There, there, it's easy to miss. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's just so many details. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Are. <laughs> anyway, well, well, I'd um. Besides my own personal experience, I, I referenced a number of articles and websites for this episode, including DoomBuggies.com. If, if there's anything you want to know uh-huh. about any of the haunted mansions, that's the website to go to. Um, the Disney Wiki, Yesterland.com, Frontierland Station, and we'll have links to those in our show notes. And I'd like to thank my lovely research assistant and wife, Carol Bowling, for her assistance in helping me find the additional material I required to complete this episode. And if you'd like to hear more about my trip to Tokyo Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, or Shanghai Disneyland Resorts, and more with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel and Adventures by Disney, check out my October 27, 2017 episode of the Dis Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. So, um, happy holidays to everyone, and be magical. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, everyone. That's going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Dots Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. 